Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, the top of the power hour. You know what it is on Wednesday. We bring in the Wexinator. That's right. More barn, more house, whatever. We got it all. But full disclosure, Wex, I got to tell you, right here doing the show with Max, right, in this last segment, and I got a little greedy, had a little coffee. And the (laughs) fathead reaches over, that being me, fathead, and I knock the coffee cup over. (laughs) And there incited a riot of movement. (laughs) coffee in and around uh you know lighted boards and computers (laughs) it was bad so anyhow welcome wex have you ever done anything that stupid oh wolf oh come on man (laughs) you know me too well come on stupid things every day oh man stupid thing after another but today is a new day yes it is we're going to try again. <laughs> You've already ruined this one. You can yes. try tomorrow. Yeah, my day's already <laughs> over there. Oh, I couldn't believe it. Max, if you had seen the look on my face when I reached for that coffee cup and it tipped over, it was like, oh, no. It's everywhere. Yeah. It, it, it's what what it's what is it bounty that has that commercial where you see like yeah, no. the two people on the kitchen counter no. <laughs> they got to bring wolfley into that uh, ad campaign exactly yeah, they, so. they do well, oh my gosh before we Go do ahead, anything wolf. i got to say this we got wax your book came i'm excited to tear into it when i have some time to be able to read it now I'm all excited. What's the what's the feedback you've gotten on your book thus far? And tell us about the book. I, I, I'm getting a lot of people who respect my writing and haven't read it yet and have me on their show and tell me <laughs> it's going to be great. I just know it. Well, I just got it. Now, come on. Man, I tell you, it's so good you won't be able to put it down, and it's so easy to read. And I know you. You know, you skip the forward. Skip the forward. <laughs> of course. You don't want to get bogged down. No, your forward's <laughs> fantastic, Wolf. <laughs> no, uh, I tell you, it's, it's light, man. You know, Wolf, you know how it is. You write right. the column. You struggle with the column. You struggle with the book. And, uh, you, you know, you slog along. And then you go back and you, you're like, oh, God, I got to reread this. And then you reread it. And it's, it's rough. And so you patch things up and you patch things up and you say, man, I've made a lot of changes. I better read this one more time. Right. And correct. You read it a third time and you polish it up and you're like, wow, I'm really sick of this book. 
you know, you read it three times. So you send it into your publisher. He makes changes and he wants you to reread it to, to make sure his changes are okay. And so you read it a fourth yeah. time. And you're like, oh, my God, nobody's going to like this. This is horrible. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> and you send it in and they make the thing. And, you know, three months later, it comes back to you and you're like, oh, my God, how, how bad is this thing? And then you open it up and you can't put it down. And the satisfaction of, oh, my goodness, this is good. This is really, really good. How did I do this? Every book I I've written created. was like that. But, but I think this one captured my interest more than the others. You know, I love Polamalo and a lot of great feedback from a lot right. of great people. But yep. this one really flows. It's really storytelling. And that's what I wanted to hit was the storytelling of these players in the draft. Not just, I didn't want it to be encyclopedic. You know, I didn't want, I didn't want to get bogged down anywhere. And man. In the drafting history of the Steelers. It is. And I'll tell you, the drafting history of the Steelers tells the history of the Steelers. Mm. Because you're only going to concentrate on, on, on the good players. You know, what did Wizard White represent? Well, he was the first um, uh, uh, character guy. I mean, this guy went on to become justice, uh, a chief justice, right? Right. Uh, Supreme Court justice. Um, and uh, Shirley Povich, and you read these great writers of the day, Shirley Povich of the Washington Post complimented the chief on, he only had him for one year, he led the league in rushing, and he's gone on to uh, Oxford to, to be a Rhodes Scholar. But, but he established that he wanted a star, but not only just a star, but a star with character, and he did that, that this league needed that. And so that was the first, I think, uh, 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 pillar of the Steelers' way. Hmm. which is going to be in the next book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's just Wizard Preview. White. That's Preview. That's just, <laughs> that's just the first guy. And, then you know, all the way through, uh, just all the way through, uh, I, I, I'm very happy and very excited. I thought you would have I thought you would have been three-quarters through it already in, in like, two days. If I could have, I would have. I am kind of, like, backlogged with so much. And then, stupidly, things like, like this, this coffee cup. Well, I started a well, flood of stuff you can't believe. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta get in the flow, brother. I mean, I know. You, you got so much clutter in your mind, and you're knocking stuff over. You're like a bull in a china shop. <laughs> Sit on, get your nice coffee before you go to work. Read some nice books, you know, and 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 uh, move at your own pace. Man, you're letting the I world mean, control you, Wolf. You know, Wolf. You speak healing words to me all the time when I need them. And I, I think I'm finally learning to reciprocate, brother. You know, I just became my brother Tunch because I always called him <laughs> Tunch Spilkin because he was always <laughs> spilling stuff. And I just did what he did all the time. <laughs> and you probably told him to get in the flow. Now, see, I'm Wolf. And yeah, you're there you go. <laughs> it's all about face. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Wax. Y'all, y'all are too oh, funny. Go ahead. Uh, your, your turn, Max. Oh, oh, yeah. No, and, and Wex, I just kind of, you know, I wanted to look at what, what you took from the Mike Tomlin press conference yesterday. Um, obviously, he covered a lot of things um, as far as health, as far as contributors. I mean, what was one of the things that you plucked out of there that, that piqued your interest, so to speak? Um, well, the part where I said it looks like everyone's healthy, and then an hour later they signed a new kicker. That that part is still resonating with me because I, I I thought Boswell would be healthy and now they got Matthew Wright, and I like the Skiba kid. But anyway, Max, to answer your question, I like that Tomlin didn't get caught up in 
this is what we're going to do the second half. This is how we're going to play in the second half. We're, uh, or this is, of course, you know, we're going to not, not play younger guys. I expected that. But I liked his, and he, I think he repeated it three different times, different questions, because everybody wants a plan for how you're going to rebuild, how you're going to recover. And, you know, Tomlin wasn't just, it wasn't just, we're worried about this game and this game alone. We're worried about practice tomorrow. You know, I, I really liked that. And he slowed it all down. Everybody wants a plan, something comprehensive to get out of the two and six hole or to rebuild for the future. He's like, I just want a good practice today. So I, I appreciated that. I like that very much myself. You know, the other thing, obviously, that stood out was the discussion about Jalen Warren. Uh, he did not turn away from the fact that, you know, there there could be more targets, more reps going Jalen's way uh, over, over Najee, which he also left open, too, because here's the thing about it, and I, I still believe this, and I was telling Max and I were discussing this before, but Najee is too good just to be average. I, I just don't see it. They've got to find what it is that they can cut this cat loose and get him going because he has so much to to offer. Um, we got to find it. Until then, I'd like to see more Jalen Warren. Right. I understand I what you're did, saying. I agree with you, but you know, it's still. I don't want to leave that dude behind. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Well, you know, uh, everybody else gets duded and left behind when they're not uh, performing. So. Let's not make an exception for this guy. Oh, I got you. That's, I got you. That's my, that's my feeling. I think Jalen Warren is showing everything that is needed. And I like agree with you. I like the fact that Mike Tomlin left the door open for more Jalen Warren. Right. Um, well, eh, eh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, go I ahead. What's, no. Okay. No. Um, yeah, I mean, so what can we parse from – the availability of DeMonte, KZ, and TJ Watt being in the uh, A, in uniform with a helmet, and then B, their contributions on Sunday um, from what Mike Tomlin said. Well, you know, it's, Mike Tomlin was asked about the rest of the pass rush. And if you read that answer or listen to it closely, you, you hear him talking about Malik Reed, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's nice. He's a three guy now. It's like it's like getting your staff ace back. And now the guy who is struggling as the staff ace becomes a wonderful number 2 and your number 3, it, you know, it's just a whole, it's a whole different look at the rotation and the same as the pass rushers now. As for Casey, uh boy, you know, we asked uh, the coaches last week, they they try to hide their intentions a bit, I assumed. And I also, you know, we love we all love the three safety look the big nickel last year or last preseason seemed like a year ago. And Casey was a big part of that. And then he got hurt. So he comes back and, you know, are you going to go back with that three safety look? And you expect the answer to be, well, we're going to work it in. And you really do expect them to work on it for a couple of weeks, but man, the excitement in in their body language, they didn't exactly say we're definitely going to do this, Mm -hmm. but the excitement on uh, Terrell Austin, on um, Grady Brown, the secondary coach, it was palpable. You, mm. you could tell right away. So uh, that's exciting. And I like Casey. And I like the fact that I can just write his name as Casey because I, I can't spell DeMonte. There's 13 different <laughs> ways to spell DeMonte. <laughs> Casey, I know how to spell that. And, and I say, hey, Casey. And, he, you know, we, I asked him. I, I introduced myself in, uh, in, in the spring, I think. I'm Jim Wexel. He said, I'm Casey. 
for from ever, forevermore. I don't need to worry about his first name. So I like that. Crazy Casey. You know, he does play with <laughs> abandonment, you know? I mean, you think I, about it. I really it. like him. Yeah, I, really I do like too. Him. And, I, you know, it's funny because you look at the Saints. The Saints play with a lot of big nickel, too. I mean, they they got three safeties out there. Anytime you got the – well, especially with Baltimore, when you got that Picard who's like the 300-pound fullback, you know, he's like another tight end. They, they will go bigger there with that guy there. But it's interesting how – that's kind of uh, it's it's. I see it more and more happening in the NFL. Well, you know, uh, you bring up the the twelve personnel, the two tight ends, and that's what Mike Tomlin was saying. Uh, the three safeties, the three safeties, if you look, is best for defending. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the offense, if I may skip over the loss of Claypool, I'm hoping not only I know we're going to see more Steven Sims in, in Claypool spot, but I want to see more 12 personnel. I want to see more two tight ends. I want to see some H backs and fullbacks too with the two tight ends. I, let's go four tight ends, you know, with Connor Hayward and Derek Watt. Hey, really got to get this running game going, get a new running back, get four tight ends. And let, let's really give Kenny Pickett something to relax in something that, you know, becomes, he, he can become more of a game manager as a rookie instead of, you know, 40, 45 passes per game. That's crazy. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, a two tight end, I asked Zach Gentry the other day, Monday, I said, uh, hey, what about, you know, the loss of Claypool? Is it possible you're going to use more two tight ends? And he goes, I don't know. I, that's a good idea. I hope so. He goes, we, <laughs> we, we haven't put any game plan in yet. Today was just more of a bonus day, you know. And I said, well, what about those fullbacks? Derek Watt and Connor Haywood, they're, they're, they're pretty productive. What about them too? He goes, you know, you're coming up with some good trains of thought here. <laughs> I don't think I ever heard a player tell me that before. Well, hey, it's Jim, calm him. that down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, calm that down, Jim, before the Colts call you to be a play caller, okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got a chance to play call there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sorry, yeah. I had to had to had to take no, that little pun. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, you're not far. Here's the thing: you're not far fetched, Wex, as far as yeah, just some creative ideas. As I usually am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you're you're less fetched in this one. You're less fetched. <laughs> less fetched. <laughs> yeah, fetched. but yeah, yeah, near fetched. Near fetched. It's it's actually rational. <laughs> um, but I think you know when I look at just how, how, where we are versus where we can be based off of available personnel and based off everything that's happened. Um, I mean, what do you see defensively defensive? Cause we just talked about offensively schematic things, mm-hmm. but just some mm-hmm. of the things you see defensively that can pick up because you have a TJ, you now have a DeMonte Casey who was who you really wanted to model this three safety look after. Now that you have these guys back in the fold, this was your original plan going into the season, but of course Casey breaks his forearm and and has to heal from that. And then of course we lose TJ after one game. But I mean, is it is it is it crazy to say that you could see not necessarily the performance we saw week one, because those stat those statistics were just absolutely ri- ri- ridiculous. Um the just the amount of defensive plays that were made. But can we expect a, a moderate uptick as far as the defense and what they're able to do with these two guys in there? I tell you, I'm feeling I'm feeling more than a moderate uptick, especially with William Jackson too. And and I'm not sure what he has left, but I'm I'm excited because I really liked him coming out too. 
and uh, uh, so that's a corner. And then you've got um, uh, Devin Bush playing so much better. Um, I, I want to see Ogan Joby back. Uh, you know, uh, but but there are other defensive linemen who've come on, and and you know, Alex, Alex Highsmith is going to be so grateful that uh, the protections are sliding to TJ now instead of him. And then you're going to have a, a, a polished veteran come in who's who's really up to speed. Malik Reed is going to be able to come in and give TJ a rest. I like it all. And then Cam's rested after a bye. I like it all. And, geez, this week, you know, New Orleans on the road after a Monday night game. They're 3-6 and six against a rested Steelers team that was bludgeoned in its last game. These, all the intangibles are on the Steelers' side. This is the kind of game that can really – I know the people who, are, who, who realize that they, for once, need a top-10 draft are, are nervous about them to start winning and getting back to 500 and not being able to, able to make the playoffs, <laughs> just, just ruining draft position. But still – I mean, don't you want to see good football? Don't you want to there's see? There's no question. There's yeah, no absolutely. There's no tanking. I'm sorry. The goal no. and the purpose is to win, and I'm sorry. I understand you You want to get a top ten people, you know, that, that would love that. Listen, I, 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 when you're in those four walls, you don't want to hear anything about, well, it'd be nice to get a top ten. No. The whole point is to win the game. That's it. First, last, and in between. When Mike starts off that press conference and he says, you know, it really doesn't matter how you got to two and six or six and two, wherever you're at, it doesn't matter because all that matters is what you do from this point forward to the game. And then you rewrite the script again. You know what I mean? And that's yep. really how you got to live. That's what it's like to be a pro athlete, a pro football player. That's what it was like in 88 when we were one and seven at the turnaround, it's an awful feeling, but you can't look at the second half and go, gee, I hope we lose a number of these so we can get a top 10 pick. That's absolutely ridiculous. Okay, Wolf. So let me bring this full circle and, and back to me. Yes. Isn't this about me? Right. Yeah, well, that's why we brought you on the show. Yeah. You <laughs> a, you're right. It's about you. you. Uh, yes. Okay. My, my book, uh, you mentioned 1988. Yes. You said one and seven. It was two and 10. Oh, was and it? had the cheap. Well, I mean, one and seven, and then two and ten. Oh yeah. So one and seven's worse winning percentage. But at two and ten, you had the. Uh, uh, this is two weeks after Bubby was caught on a live mic saying we should just punt on first down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, sometimes Bubby just spoke a little out of place, but he was speaking a true mind at and, that point. There was a problem. And Dan Rooney had said we bottomed out. That was two and eight. Then they went to two and ten. Yeah. And they were playing the Chiefs, who were like three and nine or something. Mm -hmm. And they were calling it the Aikman Bowl. And Chuck was asked at his weekly press conference about whether he might, you know, want to, you know, enjoy having Troy Aikman play for him. And would that be a, a, a goal? Chuck. <laughs> Chuck wasn't <laughs> as nice as Mike Tomlin was yesterday. <laughs> Chuck talked about how he would throw himself in jail if he ever tanked a game. And uh, that ended that conversation. And you guys did end up winning like three of your last uh, four. four games yep. and ruining that. And you, you got Tim Worley instead of Troy Aikman. Yeah. But uh, but you did get Carnell Lake. And uh, the uh, springboard into the 90s was underway with that draft. But uh, uh, I liked Chuck. You know, Mike has the same kind of intention. There's no Cleveland Browns type of step back and look ahead kind of rebuilding plan. There's we're going to practice hard today and then we're going to practice hard tomorrow and we hope to win our next game and play better. And that's that. 
So exactly so. That summarized Chuck perfectly. You know, because he was mm-hmm. always about it, it's whatever it takes to win. You know, what I mean, that's the the point. That's the purpose. And if yep. you if you refuted him in any way, he wrote you off faster than fast. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, I don't think Craig Wolfley got yanked for some young rookie just to get him playing time for the rebuild. No. Okay? No. Craig Wolfley can play this game, and he gives us our best chance to win today, and that's how it's going to be. And that's the way it was up until I got replaced. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Because it happens to everybody, you know? But, and well, my point about this year is Kenny Pickett deserves to play. It's not about rebuilding. He right. deserves that job. He won that job. And when you were replaced, Wolf, you I, I don't know if you agree still. I mean, it's been a few years if you might be salty still, but you probably deserve to lose that job. Oh, there's there's no question I was at a point in time where I, I was not the same player. You know, you mm-hmm. go through whatever injuries, everything else, and there comes that same point in time. And yeah, it was it was a it was a tough moment in my career, but it was one that yeah, I had to learn. You know, because I'd been a starter for almost a decade. You know, and it just, it, it was one of those things where you just suddenly you're confronted with the mortality of your career, you know, and, and especially playing out of position at tackle. I, well, frankly, I wasn't all that bad because I, I hated playing tackle. <laughs> that, I was you too know, short, Al, man. I was too Al, short. Alan Fanica loves playing tackle. I know. I know. I'm sitting there, you know, if I was a Hall of Famer, I'd probably be the same way, but I'm not. I was just an average Joe, and the fact is, I hated playing tackle because I was not six foot eight like my man Max. I was six foot one and a half. It's like, are you kidding me? Some of those guys, they could they could reach over the top and give me a wedgie for crying out loud before I could lock out on them. You know, <laughs> that's a bad visual, oh, I know, but man. you know, I'm just no. saying. That's beautiful. Oh Max, gosh. did Alan ever tell you that you were stealing money by playing tackle? <laughs> no, he did not. Thank goodness. I never, I never heard those words uttered uh, from him. Now he, now he did, he did, of course, get on me one time when I had fallen asleep in a meeting oh. and said, "Are you tired of of him calling you out?" And I was, and he's, like, he's like, "Stay awake," even though I was like getting every question correct as I was <laughs> passed passed out in the front of the room. You can't put hey, me that close some... to the screen. You can't put me that close to the screen. I'm sorry. It's just gonna make me go to sleep. <laughs> I would. I wished I would have talked to you about that book. I would have got that little story in there. Oh, There's some that would have been a Fanica. good one. There's some great yeah. Fanica stories in there too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Red's got some gems. I can't even. I can't even imagine what you did get. But Wex, I do want to say thank you for taking the time today. Wexinator Wednesdays. You know, I think, I think it's the highlight of my week, us. boys. I tell you, I love talking to you guys. I have so much fun. We do have yeah. fun. That's for sure. Thank you yes. so much, Wex. Okay, we will boys. have you. We'll talk to you next week, if not sooner. And uh, thank you, as always, for the book. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'll see you at lunch, Wolf. Sounds good. All, All right, right, brother. There it is. All right, take care. That was Jim Wexel, of course, bringing you everything that is Pittsburgh sports. I mean, he's not only a columnist and a, and a, and a reporter, but he's also – a, a noted and acclaimed author as well. Author. Please go pick up the uh, the On the Clock book with a foreword by Craig Wolfley. Um, it's, it's a tremendous it's a tremendous book. But uh, we're going to step aside, and when we come back, we're, we're going we're gonna to chew on a little bit of what Wex talked about and also continue to break down the Mike Tomlin press conference. I do want to bring up uh, a little T.J. Wattage, since oh, we did talk yes. about that briefly. Right. Um, and what that means for the Steelers' defense, the boost that Wex said was more than moderate. 
when we come back here on the lock in the locker room, Wolf and Starks and the Ninjas here on SNR and ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Clearview Federal Credit Union for every turnover the black and gold create in 2022. Clearview Federal Credit Union will donate 500 bucks to the Light of Life Rescue Mission. Clearview, helping people to enjoy a better life. Visit clearviewfcu.org slash touchdown. And yes, this season, they've donated $5,000 from 10 Steelers turnovers. And I've had one turnover, and it was Apple, and it was delish. I got to tell you that much. But okay, moving forward, one of the biggest parts of the news we've been talking about all week again. But how overjoyed do you think the Steelers' defensive unit and offensive unit are going to be when you got T.J. Watt lining up and getting it done again. Uh, I mean, I I am over the moon about this. About <laughs> this, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I I'm just. It would be nice to see the normal plan that was enacted and started in training camp now come to fruition. Right. You know, like like I think that's where it is. It, it's that sense of of anticipation and yet relief at the same time. I mean, I think that's kind of where I'm at with it, Wolf, just because, I mean, just think about what we saw in preseason and what we saw at camp every day up mm-hmm. there in Latrobe. It was it was phenomenal and fantastic, and the defense just looked to be humming right from the get-go. And then the offense kind of caught up a little bit, but this defense was just – I mean, everywhere you looked, there was a play to be made, and it was being made. You know, whether it was Cam, whether it was it was uh, TJ, whether it was DeMonte KZ and his apparent annoyance with everybody that had an offensive uh, jersey and ran routes. <laughs> you know, it, it was just it, right. it was great. And then, of course, Minka back there coaching and leading the way. And then, of course, when he gets inserted, like it just, you know, we see the three-safety concept with him, Terrell, and uh, and um, and Demonte. So I mean, I'm just I want to see these things uh, because I think it can really drastically change how we view this defense and what this defense can do for the offense, you know, a- as well as creating stats for themselves, um, you know. Because and, and we'll talk about this tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to have our our in the locker room midseason uh, awards and honors uh, segment, <laughs> and we're going to look through that, but. You know, one of the things, like, defensive player of the year, like, where we started after week one with Minka and what he was able to do, you know, he's still done some some great and fantastic things, but imagine if he had TJ there. Right. Imagine if we had, you know, guys fully healthy in the, in, in, in the defensive side of the ball, especially on the back end, What? how much better he could be in this position. Um, so I just – I'm excited about what TJ brings because, like – you know, I've, I've documented yesterday, and we talked about it. Um, but he just – he creates so much more opportunity for the other 10 guys on the field just by his mere presence. And I'm just excited to see it. And I think I'm with Wex when I talk about it could be more than a moderate uptick because of his presence. And, of course, we have the perfect opponent coming in here right. against the New Orleans Saints, which we'll start breaking them down tomorrow as well. But TJ's just, I mean, he, he's a special player. 
and you can't take that for granted. I mean, what what are your thoughts about TJ and what he can bring to the defense? You know, there's something special about a teammate who is special, like a TJ Watt, coming back in and being a part of the mix. You know, it's you know it, it, as a group what you've been missing. And his mere presence is one of those things that's like the rising tide. You know, he, he floats all boats. You know, you think about the butterfly effect with T.J. Watt in Cincy, the opening game of the season. You're an offensive line that basically hasn't played any real reps. All they've done is, pre, you know, is a preseason practice. They haven't played much or no, none of them are playing in a preseason game except one rookie guy, right? And he wasn't playing against T.J. Watt. It was, it was the tackle. And think about – here, Joe Burrow hasn't had any snaps. He's backed up near his own goal line. He knows that T.J. Watt is out on the field. With T.J. Watt, you also got the killer that is Captain Cam on the inside. You got a young buck named Alex Highsmith who's uh, making some waves playing on the outside of Captain Cam. And all of a sudden, you're thinking to yourself, you know, I got to get rid of this ball. So what do you do? You float one a little bit high, and before you know it, T.J. – I'm sorry, Minka is back there catching the ball and, and sticking in the end zone. It's a It's a – compilation of a number of butterfly effects that happen when you have the right pieces together performing in synchronicity on that field you know you get my drift where i'm going with this thing it doesn't just happen because he's there but it starts a chain of events that begin with him yeah he 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 is he's the catalyst right yeah he's a catalyst for a lot of good defensive plays which then when you have those defensive plays there's that trickle-down effect where it affects the offense in a positive way. You know, who, who would think – when you have a dominant player, right? they affect all phases of football. They do. And that's what TJ does. TJ affects the defense to make some dramatic and tremendous plays, but offensively you're getting the ball back in a better position than you, rece- than you initially thought you'd receive it. And then special teams, you now put – special teams in a quandary or a bind because they're more backed up than they would like to be or a field goal turns to a punt right or and a and a, a position where you might be in a position to punt turns to a fumble and then it becomes a turnover like all of these things kind of trickle down and 90 is at the center of those things and I don't want to sit here and say oh I'm putting all this pressure on TJ to perform it's no more pressure than I guarantee you that TJ is putting on himself Right. Right? Because he sat, he's been at every game. He's been on the sidelines and street clothes. He's yep. seen what has transpired in his absence. Yes. And he also feels a 1-6 record when he's not in the game. Absolutely. He feels that. Well, it's 1-10 now. Whoa, yeah. I'm sorry. 1-10. I apologize. Yes. That's okay. how, well, how about me? <laughs> I got to be a fact checker. Exactly. You, you went with totality. I just went with season. <laughs> See? Look at that. There we go. We got it. But – but that's just that's tremendous. You have you have to know what that pressure you know to know what that pressure feels yes. like. You're good. That's why you do everything in your power to make sure you're rehabbing, you know, and that you're staying on track. That you're not having these setbacks because you know how important the second half of the season is going to be for your team and for, especially for the makeup of your team. You know, absolutely. Like, like the, the psychological state um, of something that has not been experienced. Fans feel it first, then coaches feel it. And then players feel it, right? And so, you know, everybody feels it. That yes. is, is my point. We've all gotten to that point where everybody feels those pain points. And he knows that he's not a magic salve, but he is a salve nonetheless 
that you can put on, 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 a, on a very, very open wound um, that is not winning. Exactly so. You know, and I, I'm sure you've experienced this, but I remember, you know, as a young buck, me getting my, you know, first first few games as a, as a starter, right? I understood that, you know, it, I was, it, there was a lot on me. But then I looked to my right, and there's, there's the great Mike Webster. I looked to my left, there's the great John Kolb. And I think to myself, okay, you know, I'm amongst these giants, you know, and I've got to make sure and my, my play level hopes and, you know, I, and my play level and hopes were to rise to the level of those guys. You, you aspire to be like them. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. – I could never replace a Mike Webster. I could never replace a John Kolb. But I can aspire and, and call myself to greater efforts and heights because these guys are bookending me and I'm amongst them. And there's something about that calling to you as a player, even if you're just a Joe like I was, uh, but come calling to that player and, and it calls you to bring the very best out of yourself. Yeah, it rises you to be the best version of yourself, there you right? Go. Mm -hmm. Or something greater than yourself as is currently stated. Um, and and that, that's what you hope. And, and that's what we talk. You, you said this. And I think it's a perfect thing. He's a force multiplier. Yes. Right. There you go. It, it's almost it's almost like w w when you when you walk down the dark alley. Yep. And you and you're confronted with with that opposing figure. Mm -hmm. And you, and you and you got a big bodyguard behind you. Right. <laughs> yep. It's less intimidating when you walk down that alley. Right. Because you've yes. got somebody in this fight that you know is going to back up whatever you do. Yep. And so you know TJ brings that. He bring he brings that bully mentality. Um, for the rest of the group and is saying that whatever I do, I, I, I know I got these guys behind me. They're going to back my play. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and, so. and we're to go out there and, and we're, we're going to, we're going to exact our feelings and our frustrations on that opponent. And there's nothing they can do about it. Absolutely. You know, and I think that's what he brings to this and represents to this defense. You know, Captain Cam is one of those guys, but then you've also got T.J. Watt, who is another one of those guys. And those false, those force multipliers, as you pointed out there, the two of them together, again, it's a one plus one equals three. And then you get the opportunity that T.J. gets more of the chips and stuff. Now Alex Highsmith has more of the one-on-ones. And we know what he did with one-on-ones in the Cincinnati opener, right? He had a, he had a triple sack day. You know, he made life miserable for that tackle. That's the point in time that, you know, a guy like Alex, now it's going to be important for him to keep his, his expectations and his, his well, to, to even raise his expectation levels. He's got more on the other end of it, and they're going to pay more attention to him because he's been getting chipped like crazy. You know, if you watch Alex, he gets chipped, you know, numerous times throughout a game. And with TJ, that don't happen. Yeah, no, it does, it does not happen. I mean, more often than not, the, the the better of those things happen yeah and i I, th I think that that's what we that's what and, and and we have every we have every right to feel the way that we feel with tj being in here because we've seen it right yes. we've yeah. seen what that manifestation is when it's present and so i, I i'm I, i'm encouraged i can't wait to be on the sidelines and watch this live yeah um on sunday because it's going to be something where I'm going to be very, very, very excited and waiting with bated breath. <laughs> bated to see breath, how, say. <laughs> yeah, bated breath. That's ha ha breathy, yes. you know. Um, but but 
it, it's because I've been waiting to see it all season. Yeah. Right? Yep. Like, I, I got to preview the toys that are coming out for Christmas, you know? Yep. I know what it's going to do. And so when you when you when you get to actually see that toy wound up and it's thrown out there to play or do whatever it is like electric football, right? You know where you set the positions and then you hit the little rumble board, you turn it on and it starts to zzzz and things start to happen. That's what that that's that's what we get to see on Sunday and it'll be I'm sure a most joyous occasion cuz you have to think Wolf, I mean here here just looking a little bit ahead it's going to be a defensive introduction on Sunday. I mean, oh, can, yeah. can we it's just go be. ahead and say safe to Please. say and just put that to bed right now? That Absolutely. Get to the stadium, be in your seat, get your hot dog, get get your cold adult beverage, mm-hmm. and get ready for the intros at that time because this place, the lid might blow off, um, you know, once they announce number 90's reintroduction into the uh, the team fold on Sunday because he will be the last name called. Yes. Um, and, and it will be electric, and I hope – that we win the toss and then defer so we can just go ahead and get it started. Just just jump just jump right out. Just throw the jumper cables uh, uh, on the body and just turn the voltage to 12. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, just get it I'm done. I'm for it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, we're going to step aside real fast. Uh, I, I do want to make sure that, you know, we continue to let people know that, uh, you know, we have a special opportunity here. There's a special thing that's coming up wolf do you know what that is the power hour is already here <laughs> yes it is yes okay. it is this Just is a making western, sure that's more soft. of a what it's more of a western pa <laughs> slash acrisure stadium thing there you go all right could it be the hall of honor what you you got it Boy. you got it oh my gosh we sit we sat there and did it and you know what it came so but even better than the hall of honor that's coming up this weekend <laughs> I blew it. We also we also have something else coming up. The Steelers Museum is open. Well, that's what that's I right. meant. It was the Steelers Hall of Honor Museum. Yeah, exactly. I it's just the didn't all say new it all. <laughs> Hall of Honor Museum. I know. I know. We're, you know, we're, words are words are trivial, but it is still related to the same thing. You know, were you there for some of the most iconic moments in Steelers history? Well, have no fear. You can go relive. All of these historical moments, and you can book your tour at Steelers.com slash museum. Located inside of Akershire Stadium, there's interactive exhibits, which include videos, music, calls to learn about each moment and player, historic archives. Fans can view six championship rings, artifacts, and game-worn jerseys. The Hall of Honor is going to be open to the public Wednesday through Monday from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Last tour of the day will be at 3 p.m., Days and hours are subject to change. And, of course, the benefits from the ticketed admission will go to the Art Rooney Scholarship Fund. So please be on the lookout for that. That is going to be tremendous. It's going to be right there above, I believe, on the second level, above the uh, Steelers Pro Shop is where we'll have the entry to get into the Hall of Honor Museum. Wolf, you and I will get to go ahead and preview that. I, I, I do want to say there's going to be some cool things in there. Very cool not things. To say that I, not to say that uh, I've been in, but I'm <laughs> privy to some information. You don't want to miss it, so make sure you do that and book it. Um, but we're going to step aside, and then when we come back, Bell Lap here for In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on SNR and ESPN Radio.
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ding, ding, ding. The bell lap has occurred as Wolf and I on our, on our, on our little faithful mules round the final bend here leading to the finish line that is the show for the day. And Wolf, um, you know, we, we, we talked about a lot during this show as far as kind of expectations, Mike Tomlin's press conference words. We kind of read between the lines. We talked about the impacts of running back shakeup as far as rotational responsibility. We talked about T.J. Watt, DeMonte KZ. Um, there's just been a, a lot to digest. But I think, you know, the biggest thing is, when we look at putting a bow on the day for ourselves is it's practice. It's practice day. It's Wednesday. Um, Live look in at what we can expect moving forward for Sunday. This is the first step in that process of it officially being Saints week um, for the team. The page has been turned from the bye, and now all eyes are focused on getting ready to host the Nolans Saints um, as they come into Acrisure on Sunday. And, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask Wolf just initial thoughts. We're, we're going to break into this, you know, over the next two days, Thursday and Friday, right, breaking right. down before game day. But just initial thoughts because the Saints did play on a short week. They played the Baltimore Ravens at home, and then they'll be flying uh, to Pittsburgh to, put, to take on the Steelers and just – what does a short week do for a team just from your experience? And you have to travel on top of that with the short week. It's not like you're hosting on a short right, week. You're right. going to be getting on a plane and dry, and flying here. Right. And that's one of the things that, it, uh, you know, waiting for us to turn the page, I think it's a predominant factor because of the fact you played late on a Monday night. Now you know that they're not going to be doing any, if much if any, pad work coming along. Um, this is your opportunity coming off rested, relaxed, recharged, this is a great opportunity to come out of the gates roaring, and I mean absolutely roaring. You've got T.J. Watt coming back. You got the Saints having to suffer. They're what? They're traveling. Uh, they're three and six. You know they're feeling down in the dumps too. Uh, it's one of these situations where you have the the cards. All, all the stars are lining up for you to be able to come out and kickstart the second half of the season in appropriate way. And one of the ways that I think they can do this, and I, I really believe in this, Kenny Pickett, they've shown him right now some of the stats, 23 of 29, buck 75 off of play action or when on the move. And I, and I say this, and I mean it wholeheartedly in a very sincere and uh, kind of happy way. You know, he is like the Sundance kid. You got Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid. And if you look at the watch the old movie with Struther Martin and you got Robert Redford and and Paul Newman in there and you you know and, and they ask him and say can you can you shoot and he and he can't shoot standing there but when he moves he's better and that's what that's what he asked Robert Redford as a Sundance kid can I move I'm better when I move and I look at Kenny and going 23 29 a buck 75 off of play action and and rolling pockets and one of the things I hope that Matt Canada will do is keep incorporating moving the pocket varying the launch launch point but under center, 
play action, bootlegs, things where Kenny can have a little ball handling a la Boomer Esiason of the late in the 80s type of thing. The dude was a regular Houdini with that ball. And I'd love to see Kenny continue and, and be able to move in those those type of manner. Well, I, de- I definitely think that that is, uh, you know, that, that that's a great assessment. And I can't wait to break down more of that as we get ready to host the Saints as they come marching into Acroshore on <laughs> Sunday, Wolf. Um, but that, that that's the show for us. The that's bell it. lap is done. We've crossed the finish line. Um, if you missed any of our show, which was a very fun one, especially top of the second hour, the power hour with uh, Jim Wexel, the Wexinator, uh, gracing us with his presence for the first third of the show in that second hour, uh, you can go download all of our shows, um, not only in the locker room with, with myself and, and Craig Wolfley, but you can also go find the Blitz with Wes and Most. You can find the Standard with Tom and Jacob. You can find Stan Savard's, uh twice weekly podcast drops. You can find... Of course, our good friend Johnny Euler. That, I'm just, I'm just gonna pitch put it to out there. Johnny, you can't pitch to Johnny. I'm Johnny. We're gonna always pitch it to Johnny because every Tuesday he brings us the Steelers Weekend Review. That's right. Wesley Euler presents the previous game and also previews the upcoming game right here on the SNR lineup of shows. And of course, I would be remiss not to mention. Bob Labriola, Mike Tomlin, the Mike Tomlin game day broadcast. Every game day it drops. So it'll drop this Sunday for your listening pleasure before you step into the stadium or before you sit down on the couch in front of your television to give you a little insider's perspective on what the head ball coach is looking at. Then you can find those on the Steelers mobile app, iHeartRadio app, or wherever else you get podcasts. I'm not going to tell you where to go. Just go. Like, listen, subscribe. (laughs) And you've been in the locker room. For Craig Wolfley, I'm Max Starks and Wesley Euler. You've been listening to In the Locker Room. We'll be back tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel here on SNR and ESPN Radio. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.